The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of false prophets who come to you disguised as sheep, but underneath are ravenous wolves. You will be able to tell them by their fruits. Can people pick grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, a sound tree produces good fruit, but a rotten tree, bad fruit. A sound tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a rotten tree bear good fruit. Any tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown on the fire. I repeat, you will be able to tell them by their fruits. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, well, I produce plenty of bad fruit, so <laughs> maybe, I'd, maybe I need to be thrown on the fire. <clears throat> this is one of those paradoxes where Jesus... And good work. <laughs> Thanks, Annette. I, look, uh, I'm, I'm being a bit tongue-in-cheek. Um, I, uh, I wasn't going to say this, but I'll, I'll say um, one thing, because it's, it's a mystery whereby our lives become fruitful. I want to emphasize that it's a mystery because it's not, we are not the generator of our fruit, and we know that in faith. But it's a, it, the mechanics of how fruitfulness comes about is strange, you know. Um, I, 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 I've I said a few times now, and you've probably heard me say it, that the watershed moment for me was the gifts of the Spirit, because you think of it as one leading to the other. Um, okay, so we've got fruits, you know, generosity, kindness, peacefulness, meekness, whatever. Um, that has has budded out of um, the 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 gifts of the spirit, like the spirit itself himself has has cultivated and pruned that out of us <clears throat> from the gifts of wisdom and uh, piety and fear of the Lord and. Uh, fortitude and prudence and etc etc and those have grown out of the the raw human efforts that God has also cultivated because he's given us what we are you know Paul says you don't have a single thing that wasn't given you so my my very self is a gift to me from God uh, and and with that self I've tried to churn the good soil that is, is um, let's say, what do you call good soil? It's, it's not ripe, it's um, fertile, you know, rich, fertile soil um, by virtue of prudence and temperance and um, love and the, and the virtues that we know, right? But there's a, mis- there's a mysterious kind of action of grace there where you think, even when I'm at my lowest, which at times we hit, <laughs> And maybe at times we sail there. Uh, maybe I'm just speaking of myself here. But you hit a point where you think fruitfulness could never come out of this. And yet God desires to still work with us. You know what I mean? Like he wants us to be fruitful because it glorifies him. He doesn't actually want rotten trees. He wants trees that are full of life. I'm going to circle back to the fullness of life because Irenaeus leaves us with this very famous phrase that we've probably heard. We probably heard not the best translation of it, which is which is a shame because it seems to be all about men, which none of the ancient stuff really is. They just didn't have the language to include uh, the better part of the church here. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay. So what's Irenaeus <clears throat> talking about? 
Irenaeus has this beautiful emphasis on vision. He says, along with the whole of the scriptures, we need to try and behold our God who beholds us. Because seeing for the scriptures and seeing for the saints is more than this organ right here doing something. It's not just that we catch some kind of image and, and we're intellectualizing it. It's rather that we are coming into contact with the one we love and the one who loves us. That's what vision is. That's what seeing is. And that's what knowledge is. You know, for, for in, in this context, those things are all synonymous. Seeing, knowing, loving, tasting, uh, being, being um, owned by or belonging to. It's all synonymous. It's glorious. I've been saying <clears throat> I've been saying this a bit recently, and I I need to probably maybe say it a bit more in private, so that when I say it in public, it's it's a bit more succinct. But the long and short of what I'm what I've been trying to say is that the one who sees us, and the one we're pressing in to see, is beyond this veil, if you like, because where is God? And I'm not talking about Jesus. Thankfully, Jesus came and broke into our world. The Holy Spirit comes and floods our world. But where is God if God doesn't make the initiative and appear in front of us? Well, beyond our vision, beyond our touch, beyond any other sense we have, which means it's easy for us to settle for something that we can see rather than to continually press into the dark and say, Lord, I know in faith you're still there, even though you're playing this silly game of hiding and making me run after you. You know, God's a real romantic in that way. He, he, loves, he loves the chase. <clears throat> and, and, and in fact, he's also chasing us. You've heard of the hound of heaven. You know, he's relentless in that regard. But, um, but look at this thing with Abraham now. It happened that the word of the Lord was spoken to Abraham in a vision not an not a eye vision, but in a mind-soul vision, happened that the word of the Lord broke into the vision of Abraham. Have no fear, Abram. Such a common word from the Lord. Have no fear, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. Abraham is already on the back foot. Lord, what are you going to give me? Okay, I'm an old man by now. I got Whatever you give is just going to fall back into the earth and become like rotten fruit. No, do not fear, Abram. Um, I am the Lord who brought you, who brought you out of the land of the Chaldeans, who who did all these things. <clears throat> you may not see me, but you've seen what I've done. You may not um, hear my words, but you you know my mind. You know I've I've made myself known to you. Don't fear. And then he fell into a deep sleep, and he saw um, yet another vision. Um, this, this covenantal bond that God brings Abraham into. Um, God loves us, and, and he desires not just to become visible. That's only one move in the, in the project of God. He actually desires to invite us into the invisible. See the difference? Here we are in a realm where we, we so depend on our senses. So God breaks in and says... I'm here. But then he withdraws 
So what are we supposed to do in response? Just stay here and think, oh, okay, I caught a two-second glimpse of God. That's, that was nice. No. Now we forsake our senses and we try and follow him wherever, the, wherever he went. I've got to rid what I'm saying of profanity here. Um, we follow him into the dark. We follow him into the light. We follow him far beyond. <clears throat> we really have the, the tools to go. Um, listen to this, and this is from Irenaeus. God's splendor is the source of life. Those who see him share his life. Because he was beyond the reach of the human mind, incomprehensible and invisible, he made himself visible, intelligible, and knowable, so that those who see and accept him may possess life. We actually hold that intangible thing. Since it is impossible to live without life, and the reality of life proceeds from God, sharing God's life means seeing God and enjoying his favor. It's in seeing him that that um, fruitfulness comes to bear. It's even in being seen by him uh, beyond our, like we, we don't really know what's happening with God. But God goes wherever God wills. God stirs whatever God wills to stir. It says here, um, God revealed to man, God revealed himself to, to us in many ways so that we would not fall away entirely from God. He keeps kind of sowing himself into the visible. Um, one sec, I've missed a bit. Here we go. It says here, I am your shield. Listen to this. It says the word, Jesus, shielded the Father from human sight so that we would never undervalue God through familiarity but would always have something to strive towards. Isn't that beautiful? It's part of God's invitation that he withdraws. Um, on the other hand, God revealed himself to us in so many ways so that we'd never fall away. We'd never lose hope. Finally, it says, God's glory is the living person. This is a famous, famous phrase. The glory of man, sorry, the glory of God is man fully alive, is the human person fully fruitful, fully alive. And, and this is for us, visionaries the life of the human person is the vision of god <laughs>